All right. So today we're going to go in talking about Star Trek Discovery. We'll see how long that lasts. Bo has one daunting task. Bo has got to convince me, your host, Mike, and our co-host, Pete. That's me. To even watch this show. Uh, I don't see high hopes for him. We'll see how it turns out in the end. Uh, and uh, from what I understand, we have a lot of room for Segway talking about TV because Discovery might not be a show worth watching. We'll see. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Hit the music. I'm your freak of the week. All right, Bo, I am tasking you with convincing me that Star Trek Discovery is not a dumpster fire. (laughs) See, by setting that precedent already, you've made this super easy. Here's the deal. At the end of the day, the reason I I had to go through an entire season, Mm, because I, too, went in with huge reservations. I was like, I don't know. I don't like it. It looks weird. I had all the reasons not to. Right. I don't know. Orange is the New Black had me hooked by episode three. <laughs> but I, but I, I am a. I like my Star Trek and I like my sci-fi. So I was very reluctant and very, uh, very dubious prospect. Uh-huh. Um, a whole season in, and they earned it. It took a season, oh, but it was earned. Oh wow! Through a season. So, uh, I, how? Okay. Let least, me first. Say, I let me first say. Let me first say my problems with Discovery, because I watched the pilot episode, and my problems with Discovery is the problems I have with the rebooted Star Trek movies and the next generation Star Trek movies. Allow Maybe me it's because I'm... Allow me to put a pin in that, because here's the problem with that. They should have done away with the first two episodes. Absolutely. Of that let season, me finish. The first let me two episodes weren't worth it. Let me, let me explain so Pete and everybody else understands okay. my problem. Because it could be because I'm getting older, Pete. But originally, yeah. I liked some of the new generation episodes and the new the, the next generation movies, and uh, I originally liked the rebooted Star Trek. But then, on rewatching it, something was bothering me, and I think it came from rewatching classic Star Trek and classic Star Trek movies. And I'm like, wow, I think it finally hit me what these movies, what the show was about. The first generation and next generation TV show was about human utopian ideals progressing a society. Mm-hmm. You know, like their enemies were the Klingon in classic Star Trek, but in Star Trek The Next Generation, there's a Klingon on the ship. And their enemies are the Cardassians and the freaking yeah, yeah. Ferengi well, and stuff well, like clearly that. My- and then Deep Space Nine, there's a Ferengi on the space station. So it's about progressing forward. Meanwhile, all the next generation movies and the rebooted Star Trek is about murdering the bad guy. That's what made uh, The Wrath of Khan so special was because it was the only enemy they could not negotiate with. But at the same time, he amounted to nothing. He was a small, forgettable space battle off in the depths of space that accomplished nothing as he battled one captain that he never stood face to face with because he's a crazy person trying to fight against their ideals in the dumbest way possible. And they still... They still came at him with intellect, but because he's that crazy, 
it had to go the way it did. Look at every movie in the classic generation after that, and you'll see that it was different stories about progress. So, yes, the Federation is the Goku of their, their in-universe. Okay. <laughs> they will fight their bad guys and then add them to their ranks, slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, well done, Federation. Um, but the, the previous stuff notwithstanding, the reason why I, it took me a while to enjoy it, and I do, is because they wanted to tell the story of how you get to classic Trek. How you get to TNG. Yes, everyone was expecting the utopian sort of... But they were already there. The show starts in the history part of them already in that part of Star Trek. But they're not. That's the rub. They're not. They think they are. They're trying to be. They have these ideas. And then it all turns They're trying to be? That's not what I got in the first episode, Again, you have to go further. Okay, you can't you can't keep coming back to the only one or two episodes you saw when I'm telling you there's more. But that's there's what I'm going more. off of. Did you see the I first episode, Pete? No. They flat out anger start a war. Like flat out just anger start a war. They kill their intelligent person be, through freaking mutiny and madness, and then angrily start a war by now, doing by it, making oh, a bad choice and. This war with the Klingons is a historical one, so they're also telling this story. Now, there are some surprises and turns through the season. Um, Like I said, it takes a while. It took me... I had to go through about half of it before I started warming up to some of the characters and some of the plots and the the purpose. Um, One of the the things that this show does suffer from, that every sci-fi show suffers from, is the technology gap. So... What seems super fantastical 10, 20 years ago just isn't. Mm. Um, so there's a thing where they you know, have... We can the, do most of the stuff on the original Star Trek now in real life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, have a, I have a communicator. So there is a disconnect but, when they have, for example, do these deep space hollow communications with each other, which is something that they never had in, in, in uh, TNG. Or, But you have to just accept that. When does the, this take place? This it takes, takes place between right before right. Be, when does Discovery take place, Alex? I want to say it's about fifty years before. Twenty uh, years before Kirk. Before Kirk. Yeah. yeah oh, jeez. Like, huh? Captain Pike, Captain Pike is around and stuff like yeah, that. It's yeah. twenty right, to twenty-five. Twenty twenty-five. No, years. I didn't know that. So it's a total yeah. prequel to all of it. Yeah. Yes. But that's not so that but, far. But it's after the Scott Bakula one, right? Long after. Way okay. after that. Long um, after. I see what thing. you're saying. So you can't you can't show us technology that doesn't exist in the Kirk. Yeah, but at the same time, Star Wars did that too. Yeah, yeah, for it to be considered science fiction, ah, they have to mess. push some technology to make it feel like it's still taking place in the future. So yeah, but these, Star Star Wars did it because they had poor people and rich people as a difference. Like all the technology they showed in the prequels was like that was royal technology and shit. <laughs> you know? Now, what I do like cuz you 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 told me what you don't like, what I do like is that there are a lot of choices that are made out of necessity because it may be a a, a society that wants to live this utopian explorative existence, but they also have to accept that once they're in a war, war it's wartime. So the what happened? What happened to no matter what? There's also another way. Again, choices are made, and that's what makes this interesting. 
Um, yeah, because um, we could have just so watched the, a series about Picard actually uh, no, changing no, no, at, the limit of choices. Are you to tell you why I think you should watch it, or are you going to spend the time telling me why you don't want to watch it? I'm going to give you the hard, same hard time I gave Pete. <laughs> All right? I don't know if I, had a hard time. He was like, I'm I read it about this. Because he, he shut me down on my problems with the original Westworld movie versus this. <laughs> he shut me down real quick. It's like a 30-year-old movie. Look. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, new characters, new purposes, new ideas. They wanted to explore different ideas about how utopian society responds to a situation that you can't necessarily talk your way out of because there was no talking their way out of this that moment where they could possibly talk about it is so paper thin when it's gone it's gone and it's over okay they had to walk they had to walk their way all the way back literally the entire season is them trying to claw their way back to a moment that they could try to get peace again you mean from the worst, from the bad decision of the first episode? Yes. It is hmm. an entire season of them going, wow, that was a really fucked up situation. We need to claw our way back to a position where we can actually try to pull this out. That's yeah, an interesting Pete, premise for a show. I yeah, it yeah, is. It is. It, it, sounds, it sounds interesting. The reason why Mike isn't here, by the way, Pete, is because he decided to get transported to the Star Trek universe so he could yell at them for ruining his Star Trek because he's got a lot of rant to give. The thing (laughs) is, there's like 30 other things he could be mad at before this. Yeah, but this is the one that he can actually feel like he can actually hurt somebody for. (laughs) You know, all the other other things he doesn't think he can put an effect on. All right. Now, there, there are a lot of dubious choices in this entire run this entire season tons of them there also, are turns also, and twists also Bo he wanted me to bring up the topic that he because he watched more of it mm-hmm. he watched more of it and he said he felt like it was a pornography of Star Wars Star Trek that they were vomiting out all bunch of Star Trek concepts like remember this remember that remember this you know like the bad episodes of the Scott Bakula one where <laughs> you know where they'd Harken to classic Star Trek for the just the sake oh, of it. It wasn't every beneficial. Fran- every franchise is going to do that, whether it's Star Wars or Star Trek or anybody else. He if says they don't. If you don't put any of that out for the fan base, then you're going to struggle to find a new one. You have to keep your existing fan base somewhat appeased and happy while you're trying to get some new fan base. It's just TNG didn't do that much. They really um, didn't. They had one guest appearance and moved on for their first season. Um, I'm giving you the, for example, the Star Wars, the Force Awakens. That's here's, a movie. I'm talking about a TV two series. and a half, three hours of, of connective and remember this and homages. Because if you're going to start forward, you got to connect it. And I'm yes, staying in a Star difference Trek? from a TV to a movie. You are correct. Yeah. But because it's a TV series and it's longer, you're going to have more member berries than just a two and a half, three hour movie. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. Because uh, TNG had one guest appearance and moved on with their series. In the first season, they had one guest appearance, and then they just moved on. The first season was kind of rough, though, Mike. But it was intriguing, and it pulls you in. 
and it stayed to their own plot. It pulled you in, and season I was one pulled in. TNG takes about halfway through the season for me to even like go, oh wow, I really want to start paying attention to this because it's a slow burn the first half of the season, Mike. Because my only problem with the TNG series is its rewatchability after, because their costumes were so awful. <laughs> you know, nobody liked those costumes. Certainly. What about you, Pete? Do you know anything about Discovery? No, I don't know anything about it. I um. You know, after TNG, I sort of, I, got, you know, Deep Space Nine was, Nine was like half good. Um, Voyager was like a third good. And then the Scott Bakula one was unwatchable for me. And so I kind of gave up. And so when Discovery came out, I was like, I'm already gone. But isn't there supposed to be a new one? With, or maybe this isn't real, but didn't Patrick yes, it Stewart is. say? Okay, yes, so it, tell me about yeah. that because I'm super curious about that. <laughs> that's still up in the air as to what exactly that's going to be, Pete. Um, I it love, is definitely going to be Patrick Stewart. I mean, they had me at Patrick Stewart. Like, I know that. How do you, but how do you feel about Discovery? Are you even the slightest bit? I'm intrigued. Uh, that, uh, you know, uh, Bo's description of, of that. That's a fun idea to start with a big mistake and then, like, try to get back. That's a fun Because that's idea the only part that got universe. me, too. Like, yeah. correcting their mistake. I just don't know if I care enough. Like I said, there's been three meh, you know, spinoffs that I didn't care about. You know, I TOS and then, and then, you know, SN, I mean, Next Generation are, are pretty Enterprise. solid. Enterprise was hard for everybody. Um, and it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been. It should have been great. Yeah, yeah because That's my they, problem. It's like, wh- why was this so, why are you guys missing the point? Because they were scared. Because the problem with, um, the problem with Scott Bakula series is they had cool concepts. Like when they had episodes that were about their time and having to deal with their struggles, those episodes were good. But they were cluttered with so many episodes that were fan fodder. You know, like, remember this. That is my problem. I don't want to deal with that again. So one thing I do know for a fact is uh, through Classic Trek and TNG, there's a handful of people who are part of the writing department um, who they lean on for a lot of the inspiration for a lot of the stories that they've done. Uh, through yeah. all those all those different seasons, when it came to Enterprise, they didn't tap those people. Bad choices were made. Yeah. Those people were not part of that process anymore, and that's why it failed. They were part of Voyager. They were part of TNG. They were part of, you know, all those different ones. So you can feel the connective. It's still there. You know, think about that for a second. I want to hang on that for a second because that's a really interesting concept. We've got a lot of shows that that go on for a really long time. They have different. Uh, different groups of people working on a different different writing staffs you know like when you have a big world like this created essentially by a core either one person in Roddenberry's case or like it's you know you've got I, I guess what I'm getting at is um, you have all these writers and when the person the creator is around they can massage things into shape because everybody's coming at the three of us are coming at it from a different place if we were on the writing staff we would each take it in a different direction so mm-hmm. somebody is there gluing it together when that person's gone and we're just like well, maybe he would have done this, or maybe he would have done this. We're second guessing. It gets diluted and diluted and diluted. And I think we're this far away now. And if you're, if what you're saying is true, if some core effective people are not part of it, that's a mistake because now you're. I mean, for me, I feel like just start a new thing, make a new sci-fi that's not this. Because if the core people aren't intact anymore, and it's not what, the same yeah. decisions. It's not and the same that, vibe. That's what happened to Enterprise. Those okay. people who had worked with Roddenberry and, and Magell and everybody else through those years weren't part of the process anymore and that's why it felt very disconnected that's mm-hmm. why it felt like there wasn't that same uh continuity or connective 
because they were making choices for the plot and for the characters that wouldn't necessarily have made any sense had they said, hey, had Captain Archer done this or had somebody else done that? And you can have literally somebody who goes, uh, back here all the way in episode 33, that was a thing, so don't bother with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's important when you're building this giant universe that's all interconnected. Thankfully, there are one or two people who are on board of the, uh, dis- uh, the new show, Discovery, that are still part of the old continuity. Which is why I, I surmise at the beginning of this next season, uh, I don't know how much you want me to spoil it, but it ends in a very sort of interesting place where you go, oh, I was kind of waiting for that to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, but there will be a deeper connective to the core canon as of season two because they wanted to spend season one developing the characters and their reasons for how they are, which I think is hugely important. It took an entire season for them to do it, but it's there. What if, what, what's cool is what Mike was saying, like, you know, the, the original movies that we watched and even the, well, the, the, the Next Generation one still did this, I think. It, it was about this, all right, people aren't getting paid. We're doing this because we, we really believe in betterment of human race. Like, we're past all that bullshit. Uh, and Roddenberry, actually, there was a core, uh, a core, like, mantra that Roddenberry said. He's like, the shows will never be about interpersonal conflict on the Enterprise. We all get along great. The conflict yeah. is always going to come from something else, and, and that so changed. Guess, and that's, well, that's classic. What, that's what I'm getting at. I feel like, yeah. I know, but what I get, I guess, what I'm getting at is, it's more than just uh, the, the the thing that keeps it part of an original vision has to do with that. It has to do with like a, a sort of a mantra mm-hmm. or a motto, right? And you can't just make stories that are in the world if you lost sight of that, because then they, yeah, then they just become another sci-fi, right? Like, Absolutely. in order yeah, for this to because... feel like Star Trek, it, they they have to find a way to to connect to that core vibe. Yeah, because Pete, if you watch the first episode of Discovery, that's the problem. The, the the entire problem and crux of the entire episode that pulled both me and Lex out of it entirely was this one lady that they're propping up as the main character who I freaking hate. I hate her here. I I took a whole season for me to go. I respect you. Is it like, the chick from Walking Dead or somebody else? Yes. Yes, it's her. I just hate her because she's that. she's full of haterade. She's angry at everybody. She gets into fight with everybody. She's she like that on Walking ra- Dead too. <laughs> yeah, she was she was raised by freaking Vulcans, the All Vulcan the Spock's freaking father. Sarek. Sarek. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah Vulcan like, totally. There's a lot the of stuff Vulcan. there, but here's the thing. This is what I'm telling you. It's done. But she has no reason skills. No, no, it's done on purpose. It's so purposeful. And okay. it took right. the, it, to the end of the season to understand that they started there on purpose. I told you, I didn't like her character. One second, There's, what? She was raised by the main, like the greatest negotiator in Vulcan history. It was Sarek. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and she has so none of those skills. colossally sk- messed that up. <laughs> and she did poop at negotiating. Yes. And they she deal learned, with that too. She learned nothing from him. <laughs> no, no, no. They, it's, it's, it's totally covered in this season. It's on purpose. Again. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Okay. It is all a hard right. sell. It is a hard sell from a uh, television series standpoint to like make it so that you have to watch the whole thing to actually like. The yeah. First you know. Yeah. I don't seriously. think that's a great idea. <laughs> seriously, because because oh, without Bo, a doubt, Bo, it's do easier it. to sell me on a movie. That's just two hours of my damn time at most. Sometimes three. But how many episodes in this season? Oh, there was a few. 
Um, a few. It was more than three, Bo. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right. There's like, I don't know, eight to 13 episodes in this season? At least that. That's that's a lot of hours, dude. That's a lot of hours that I got to sit through before I can say I respect her. Fifteen. <laughs> There's 15 episodes. And okay. it took all 15 for me to go from I can't stand this character for a host of reasons to I respect. That's it. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that's uh, notice, good that I, I got still there. didn't say I still didn't say I like her. You, the thing is, you don't have to like her, and that's I'm cool okay thing. with not liking yeah. a character. Like, yeah. Like, uh, like, like I was just debating this with uh, someone else about this. Like, you don't have to like a character. That may be the point, but you understanding the character. Yeah, you got to understand them, and they have to be interesting. They have to intrigue you in some way. You have to be compelled to want to watch them. And if I she like didn't pull multi- that off for you, yeah. I like multifaceted characters. I do. Like, like once again, I've been binge-watching Orange is the New Black, and there's a counselor on the show. Do you either of you watch it? No. No. There's a counselor on the show. His name is Healy, and he is not a likable person, but I understand so many layers. They actually made a character that seeing every part of his life, you won't like him, but if you take a step back, he could be in your life and you can hang out with him and like him just because you never see that other side of him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a person. They made a person on the show. There's a lot of, like, full people on the show. Cool. Yeah. It's another show where I really believe they, uh, they give you the medicine in the food. So, I, 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 <laughs> you know. I will admit freely, I hate watched the entire season. Oh, come on, Bo. This is not selling me. <laughs> You're using words like hate watch, watching the entire season to just respect her. <laughs> because when I when I came into it, I was like, mm, no, I like nothing about this. I don't like how it looks. I don't like how it sounds. I don't like what the idea is. I That's not a good I relationship. I all the bro. reason not to like it. Get to the end of the, the season, I'm like, okay, you earned it. That's fine. I got to say you this. Took the long, you took the long way to get there, but mm-hmm. I get it. That's cool. I have a few more episodes of season one of Westworld to watch, but I have to say, Pete, I've season enjoyed one. every episode. You're still on season one, okay. Yeah, yeah, I had to take my time. There's too much good TV. I have to say this, though, Pete. Thank you. Yeah, right? Thank you very it's much. It's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> it was completely worth it. Like, as a sci-fi fan, as a character fan, as, like, um, just, like, there's so many layers to it that I like. There's elements of science fiction. Classic science fiction has gone into it. Like I, I feel the I feel the whole iRobot that iRobot missed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That would be a great re like for them to just erase that one. You can still keep Will Smith, but just erase it and do it better. They should do the same thing with I Am Legend. Just redo same, the whole movie and change better. the special effects on the well, creatures yeah, and the ending. That's the problem with both of those movies. It's Will Smith and a bunch of CG. If if both of those movies had practical uh, enemies, think about yeah. that. How much cooler that would have been. Straight and away, also, you don't have to change anything else. And also, you know, like, don't clip your balls at the end with I Am Legend. Do it. Have the monsters confront him and him realize that he's the monster. Right. Like in he, the original. Like in yeah, the original like he Omega is Man. a yeah. legend in their society. That's how he became a legend. Yeah. He is a legend in his society for catching and killing them. You know, right. he is yeah, the he, monster. He is the monster, exactly. Yeah, yeah and they they're, they're evolved. They're the next level. And there's no more humans left, so it's like you got to step. There's a lot of interesting movies doing that. Did you see um uh it's a great zombie movie called The Girl with All the Gifts? No, tell me. Watch this if you get a chance. It's called Tell the Girl me while both steps away. 
Okay. It's um it's my other evangelical like um I got to get people to watch this movie. It's a really interesting indie zombie movie. It's barely a zombie movie. It's more of a it's more like uh The Last of Us. It's like fungal. Like The, the Girl with become... All the Gifts. Oh, yeah. I love that book. It's a oh, book. It's a book? Okay. okay. Well, then you'll you'll absolutely love the movie because they did sound a really expert great job. says it's a it's, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's similar similar vibe to what we're talking about with I Am Legend. Like, yeah, I would I would be curious to hear what you think of that if you get a chance to watch it. All right, the, I'll watch the, the it musical, before I, read I bought the soundtrack. Like, as the move, as soon as the credits came up, I was like, I'm buying the soundtrack right now. Like, really, the, the music, the music, is, music that good? is so interesting and compelling and like, yeah, it's oh a really my. cool vibe. Oh my god! It's slow. It's slow burn, but it's very tense, and it's a really interesting take. Just when you think you can't really do more, much more with zombie movies, this one does something you never. Yeah, it's really great. I love I love the term slow burn. Slow burn is used when the movie's good but boring, but it was yes. a good boring. Yes. Well, the thing is, it's hard. You know, the only the only reason I say that is because a lot of people are not my speed with movies. I am very patient with movies. As yes, long as I am they catch too. me right away, you are too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, as it's, long as it's there's a something kind of intriguing. Patient. Yeah. Because if the movie's just boring, it's boring. Yeah, that's but like, boring. like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh I love that movie because um, like it lets you breathe. I like the pacing in that movie. Because well, you you're thinking about the consequences of everything. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was it was great. Now, like, I argue that it's better than the original Blade Runner. I agree. It is. I feel <laughs> that way too. Yeah, twenty forty nine. That's fine. He was making a stink face. He you, Bo always leans towards what's original. <laughs> I, I am a bit of an OG guy. No, that's oh, totally yeah. fine. And the truth that, is, you can't fine. have the sequel. I mean, you can't have this without that. So no, absolutely you know, not. They're in a, they're inseparable. But I feel but I actually that liked. Yeah, I like the I liked where the story went. I you need the first one to get you there. But like, yeah, for me, the twenty forty five one without the the original connected to it, I don't know if it holds up as well. It's part it, of it, it doesn't. Charm. It needs the stakes. It needs the yeah, that, part of but it, that's part not of its true. Charm is to connect it to the original. That's not true because a lot of people who watched the sequel never seen the original Blade Runner and loved it because there's enough in the movie by itself. It's definitely more powerful with the with connected though. Yes, it is. But like it's, when it's, you have that, not not just the nostalgia, but when you have the like, I mean, the anticipation of like when he's gonna hunt him, deck her down, and you're like, oh yes, like yeah. There, there's a lot for that. There's a lot you wouldn't have had that otherwise. You but know? there was a it lot of worry for sci-fi. me. There was huh? a lot of worry for me because I was hoping Harrison Ford didn't phone it in. I was just hoping. No, he rocked it. He rocked it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought he was great. Hoping. All right, Bo. Last run. Give it to me. Give me your big selling Man. point on why I should watch it. Listen, instead of being lazy and phoning in a rehash of the last couple of Star Trek series that worked with everybody gets along and we just need to come up with new bad guys, it took a real chance to tell a really interesting story. Um, they really pushed their way through and said, just... We know this is jarring, but you'll get there, and there's a lot of core development and a lot of really interesting ideas that come out of it. Yes, there is some homage stuff going on and some member berries. I expect that out of any long-standing franchise. It's always going to be that way. However, there's enough newness to it and enough difference and changes in this from the chances that they took that make it more interesting than not. Now, I am actually interested and excited for the next season because I got to the end of this season and I'm very curious what they're going to do with it because it does leave a very interesting hanging question at the end of it. Okay. All right. Did that do it for you, Pete? 
Yeah, I think it might yeah, have. What's it on? What's it on? How do I get it? Um, I have, uh, what is it? Uh, they have their own little streaming thing for the Star Trek. There are many other places where you can CBS All if, Access, you can CBS get a free subscription for yep. a little while. See, it's a free subscription. Watch it. And then um, if you like it or not. And other yeah, stuff yeah. like that. There's other ways to find it. Yeah. Cool. Just nice. any way that you can get on CBS All Access. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. You convinced me to give it a shot. That last pitch was better than your entire discussion. But uh, <laughs> well, that, I, I took, I, like them, I took my time getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> As you bring it around, he put on his sexy voice for it. Yeah, totally. I saw that. Yeah, that yeah, there perfect. you go. There you go. I appreciate that, Bo. I know. All right. Do. Well, okay. Job well done. This has been a good episode. All right. So Pete and I are going to check this out. I'm probably going to end up watching this by myself. I don't see the super classic Star Trek fan that I cohabitate with really enjoying this one. <laughs> She's not going to give it a chance. I, 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 I <laughs> she she is not going to give it a chance. I don't see. It. She's. She she, she 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 probably still speaks to Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> right, she is that much of a fan. <laughs> before, before we close up, do you want to do a quick rundown of uh, other stuff we should be checking out, or other other TV that's? Yeah, we'll cover that some, next. Uh, we'll cover that next. Things. You want to you want to go through them now because there's a lot of things that came up. Well, what are, what are the things that well, are the most yeah, exciting Yeah, let's just do your you. top five or top, All you know, right. like... All right, so um, you know that they're finishing out... The, before this year is out, they're going to do Iron Fist and Daredevil is coming out this year. This so is Daredevil they, 3? Okay, yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. I've Daredevil been following Vincent D'Onofrio on uh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. We'll finally get to see more of Kingpin. I missed him. You know down, you know, down the road... Um, there's going to be a Star Wars TV series on the on a new streaming service. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm not super, yeah, yeah. super psyched yet. Amazon is doing The Lord of the Rings. That's intriguing to me. HBO and is doing a continuing Watchmen. And the yep. thing about the uh, the Lord of the Rings ones is they're going into older stuff that he wrote that I isn't know, necessarily that's immediately cool. connected to the stuff. Which is I that has a good that, and bad yeah. to it. That has yep. a good and bad to it, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what they're doing with Game of Thrones, too. Yeah, same, there's same, also... Same deal. There's there's also the return of the animated uh, Clone Wars and the animated um, Young Justice cartoon series. Uh-huh. Those two are coming back. Um, Finally, uh, my that follow-up season of Young Justice. Yeah, Outsiders. So Ooh, I want to ask quickly about uh, X-Men stuff. So, uh, Gifted? I haven't watched Gifted. I haven't Neither watched have I. Gifted. Bo? What? Eh. Eh, I will tell you it's, it's it's all right. I mean, okay. like it's nothing to write home about for me. Oh, that's Legion. Legion. Legion is the best. The best Legion is, of is, all time. Is Legion is it's really flawless. interesting. Haven't yeah, finished yeah. season two yet. Well, that, I want to see more. I want to see more of that. You know what I mean? Like that vibe with the other stuff. I want to see somebody do. Because you, X Men is supposed to be episodic. It's not supposed to. Don't be hold that. Yeah, we covered this already. That X Men no, should be treated as a TV series. Period. It would yeah, be fantastic. Absolutely. But okay, so speaking of that, then there's New Mutants. Um, is that not out yet? Right? Not yet. That's a movie, and it meant that's a movie. yeah, that's a movie. It's a movie based on one specific run of it. But I'm still curious about it. And then um, another thing that would be a great TV series is New Mutants. If you ever read that mm-hmm. comic book series, it was very dramatic, and there was New very s- and X Factor both would make great series. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. would X Men. Yeah. The, the, they oh, the, the entire X run was a very dramatic soap opera with powers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, it, and come on, 
if you if you doubt that X-Men is a soap opera, read the origin of Cable. Just one character. Just read his origin and mm-hmm. tell me tell me whether that's a comic book or a soap opera, you won't know. Right. right. <laughs> All right. No, they go through that in uh, Deadpool 2 a little bit, which is pretty fun. Oh my god, his 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 background is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am curious about the Watchmen one. Me too. Me too. I love I actually really love that movie. Yeah, you actually made me intrigued on that one, Pete, because you brought up the point of um, there's so much possibility in that world that would well, be what interesting. I love, yeah, and what I love is it's it's a world where the core Watchmen stories that we saw happened, and that's part of their history, and that's part of their, like, they're drawing on that, but there's still other heroes that yeah. are, like, imagine, I mean, I'm sure they've done this with other comics too, but imagine a sub-character set, a sub-group, in the in the shadow of Superman or Batman or you know in, in the shadow of these great great heroes, I guess they did that a little bit with the, the Marvel TV stuff. Like they referenced the big guys, you know, the, the Avengers a lot. And um, you know, you got yeah, but you don't feel doing, like they're in the world. It. No, you don't feel it. That's why I'm hoping. I hope Watchmen gets that right. The other thing they need to get right, um, and I know it's very Zack Snydery, but like the fight sequences in the Watchmen film are so amazing and so yes, iconic. That the TV I, show would need to do something like that. You know what I would love for Marvel and Marvel TV to do just once? Marvel, Netflix, and, and Marvel Studios to do just once. Like, there'd be an episode where Daredevil does his thing, right? He takes down a criminal, but it looks really violent and bad. And then he turns around immediately, and then it goes black, and that's where the episode ends. And the next episode o- opens up with him, like, webbed to a wall or something. With a note strapped to him, and somebody came and cut him free from it, just to show the existence of like another superhero in the city. Like right. he, he like he get he runs into Spider Man. Spider Man beats him up and leaves him for the cops. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we yeah, all, like, nice to do some connectivity. I don't like how ah, uh, it's yeah, it's bad that they're because because the thing is we talked about this last time too. DC has great TV shows, but they're not connected to their cinema, cinema universe. Different actors at all. Bit, at, at all, all. It's a bit annoying. Marvel's at least connected, which I love. But but even then, it's only tertiary. It's still it's separated. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to see a real connection. I would love to see because like, why isn't it be cool if Daredevil made a cameo? Well, in, in, the, in, in their contracts, the movie the movie actors can show up on other mediums as well, but they just so they can they, they they don't. Well, it's they just too just... expensive, I imagine, but. I wish they could figure that out there because it would add it would, exactly what you're saying, Mike. It would add a credence and like a real depth to the TV shows to connect them to the cinema stuff. Like if, if Captain America was just in it, like whatever, it's anybody. Like because just be Agents part of, of Shield, Agents of Shield is connected because they've had Samuel L. Jackson appear. They've had yeah. Sif they've from had Thor appear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah but Something, again, that's pretty pretty. It's minor. more than the next Netflix show. Way totally, more totally. because the characters have actually appeared and something that happened. And um, uh, 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 one of the seasons of uh, Agents of Shield affected the was the ex machina for Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because no, no, the, the, yeah, the, no, they were very connected, and it, it and any and, and it showed that what happened in the movies affected that. No, I get that, and, and again, that's not really happening with the with the the defense. And Agents stuff. of Shield makes sense for why it's kept secret because they're a bunch of spies, right? <laughs> you right. Know? A bunch of underground spies, one of which is supposed to be dead. Right. You know? Like, the, the Avengers still don't know that Coulson's alive. Right. No, well, that, and that's something <laughs> and they, they may have... never. Yeah, that's true. That's a real possibility. Yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that's why they don't. I oh, don't know. Real quick question for you two. Um, 
Cloak and Dagger thoughts. All right, so I watched it, and I'm only like two episodes away, two episodes away from being completely caught up. Uh-huh. Oh, all right. So, Pete, remember when we were discussing what a slow burn is? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So a slow burn. Dagger's one of these. So a slow burn for a good show is a nice way to say that it's interesting and boring, but compelling. So yes. you will watch it because it'll keep you interested. But then there's shows that are boring. This is a tightrope balance between whether it's a slow burn or a boring, because they'll have some episodes that are like interesting. And then they'll be like, can we just get these two together and, like, have uh, them be Cloak and Dagger? Come on. Because they know each other. They meet each other. But there's this... Too much they're, foreplay. They're not... Yeah, just, just stop playing with the that's tits, an, man. That's an interesting idea. Just go Why do shows seem to... Because I feel this way about a lot of shows, not just superhero shows. But I feel like I am painfully aware that they have a couple plot points and they know they have to stretch them out over 16 episodes. And I'm painfully aware of how they're dangling the carrot. And I, w- I, think- I was thinking, what if they didn't do that? What if they just jam-packed it? Wouldn't that be cool if it was like, just... Yeah, keep you it, know what that's it, called? Like- you know what, what that's called? That's called The Flash. I think that's the reason why people <clears throat> like it so much. You know what somewhere. else that's called? The Tick. <laughs> oh, I love The, the tick. tick. was amazing. Like, if you watch a Flash episode... Like, they'll have a drama buildup that you that in any other show would carry on for several episodes. But they kind of resolve it within the midpoint of the, of the episode. Yeah, Everything, I need that. I need that pacing. I want them to figure out. Because it's superhero stuff, man. Like, the first two seasons of Flash... Stuff. The first two seasons of Flash feel like four seasons. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely lean on that classic... Will you look at me? Will you like me? Does she like me? I don't know. No, 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 no. It's not that. I'm saying a lot happens in every episode, and they resolve things like, uh, like the arrow is the opposite, because like they'll hang these dramatic strings forever. And you know what hurts about that? You know how much I like my archers, Mike. Why? Why do they punish me with the arrow? Well, Why? it was a it was a good show for five or four and a quarter seasons. I like how that switched. It that's was, about it that's about when I checked real. out too. <laughs> it was like good for six, five, four. I know. And a quarter. No, four you're and right a quarter. though. The the first four solid, solid, great. Yeah, I think they don't they know blew- what to do with him since he can't have his flashbacks anymore. You know, I th- I know. No, no, I think they blew their wad with uh, Slade. I think they blew their wad with Slade because yeah, because Damien wasn't some, a good some villain. Some things are not supposed to go on for that long. Maybe they just. You know, like you're sometimes. You or just, they need you can't to find. They need to find how to go on, because it is a business. So they're just not approaching it well. Because Slade, I think, was a good villain, and I think Damian Dark is a good villain somewhere else. Because he was great on Legends of Tomorrow, but at you know, ugh, he was garbage. I hated him on Arrow. It's like. Like, he should just kill Oliver. Just like, like, he had the power to just kill him. Just do it. Just do it. And then in the end, he gets beat because Oliver punches him hard enough and then stabs him good. That's that's so (laughs) DC. (laughs) You know. I will outpunch you. (laughs) All right, kids. All right. We have a lot of of shows we can talk about because it is the golden age of the geek kids. Yes, it is. I'm thankful for that. But we will do that. that. We will do that in another episode, guys, because we got to wrap this up. This is supposed to be called a mini-sode, so let's let's just call it here and call it a day, and we'll get back to you with talking more about the TV stuff. And I think uh, 
I think down the road we'll be having some court cases coming up having to do with Batman, right? Yeah, we're going yeah. to talk about the bat. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, uh, well, Pete's currently uh, down from Kathmandu for a little bit. So, Thank yeah. you, Pete, for coming down. But yeah. we know he has to go back up to his Sherpa and uh, <laughs> find... To Liam. Uh, I got to find Liam Neeson up there. Exactly. <laughs> must must become one with everything. Like see if he master. survived the wolves. I want to see if I survived the wolves. <laughs> oh, that was a disappointing movie, too. Ugh. That could have been so See ya! Bye-bye, hater, I will see you later, bye-bye, see y'all later.